Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Very good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. And we are Kevin. On today's show, very, very busy show. To say coming into December that you'll have nothing to do, Damien. You're gonna be you're gonna be on your Todd doing absolutely nothing. We've got Killigarry ladies, they're in the Ulster final on Sunday. We are looking back over the Den Camogues, which were so close to winning all Ireland at the weekend, and then we've the under twenty semis. So I'm as busy as ever, Paul. Yeah, well look at you wanna get something done, give it to a busy man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, looking forward to the show anyway. We're going to start off looking ahead to Killigary Miners. They're taking on Breda in the uh, Minor A Ulster final. It's in St. Paul's in Lorgan at 1.30 on Sunday. Um, a brilliant occasion, I suppose, for Killigary. Looking looking down the barrel of a gun with a very young team. But they're going to go into this with confidence, having beaten Ergil Kieran in the semi-final. Yeah, and bet that they're own, or the Donegal champions away yeah. in Ballyshannon in the first round. So, you know, I think I think they're in with a hell of a chance. You'd imagine that the Donegal and their own champions are going to be a benchmark. Monaghan, I know, are going to be strong. But um, I'd say this game is 50-50. Like, obviously, information is sketchy. Ladies, minor, club mm. football. We're probably not going to know very much about Breda. I'm sure Kiligary have their homework done, but... So a lot of it's going to be on the day, but I'd imagine they're in with a huge chance. Yeah, yeah. And and a lot of these Kilgarry players, just looking through some of the names, but a lot of them have all Ireland successes with with Loretto, um, even on the 14s with Cavan. There's a lot of quality in this Kilgarry team, but to get a wee bit more insight into the Kilgarry team, I caught up with selector with them, Declan Young. Declan, I suppose, is it a surprise that you're in the final this year? I guess you might say so uh, that it is. Um, we didn't have uh, really high expectations and the team is a very, very young team. Um, there's there's one girl who is a um, full age minder this year, but uh, six or seven of those girls are underage next year and the balance of the panel, maybe 10 or 12 are underage in two years' time. So perhaps we were maybe a bit ahead of expectations or time. Yeah, I suppose even taking it back to Cavan, winning the Cavan <coughs> Championship, Loch Uchter had had come out last year and they had an extra team with them this year, an extra club, I believe. So it, it was maybe unexpected for Killigary to, to win a, a minor championship in Cavan. Now you find yourself in the final. It shows the, the work, the progress that Killigary are making. Well, look, Loch Uchter, uh, a great team, very, very strong team. Um, won Cavan last year, um, very good champions, went on and were beaten in the Ulster final last year uh, uh, by Breed mm. after extra time. So I believe that was a great game. I wasn't at it, but I believe it was a great game. 
and uh, they're a very very strong team and we went into that game I suppose as underdogs but uh, it's great credit to the girls now that they came back and won a very very tight game uh, you know in, in truth it was, it was a really really tough game and it set us in good stead going to the games we played in Ulster Yeah looking at it then coming through Ulster beating Donegal champions away and then Tyrone champions Ergil Kieran. it was the hard path to the final I'm sure any time a Cavan team beats a Donegal team and a Tyrone team it has to be a good time <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't happen too often but no no, the the, the game in, in, in Ballyshannon was fantastic uh, uh, I must say that uh, both clubs that we played away were fantastic hosts uh, in Donegal and uh, very very sportsman like and uh, the whole uh, bit way in which the whole matches were condu- conducted was fantastic um, but to go to Ballyshannon and win a game against a very, very athletic uh, and very, very fit team was, was great. And uh, that, that was a, and then to come back then and play Eric Elkieran, you know, everybody has this uh, assumption that Tyrone teams are going to be Tyrone teams. And but they were great. They were a good, good team. They were they, they played a uh, uh, very, very nice brand of football. But our girls were very, very good in the day, and and uh, we were very, very pleased to win through. Yeah, so looking ahead, you see Breda, current Ulster champions, going to probably go in as underdogs. It's a tag that maybe has suited the girls so far. Yeah, well, I think that, that uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Breda are going for three in a row, Ulster minor ladies champions. Um, they won their last game by 20 points. Uh, so if... Um, if you were to believe that, maybe you might stay at home. But um, uh, no, no, our girls are, are very, uh, very, very happy to be there. We're thrilled to be there um, playing the game on Sunday in St. Paul's in Lorgan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're probably going as underdogs. But look, uh, these girls are a great bunch of girls. They work really hard. They're very, very skillful. Um, what Seamus has done with these girls, Seamus Lynch has done with these girls since they were 10 or 12 is fantastic. He's a great coach. Uh, he's teaching them, uh, you know, the good methods and good attacking football, and they're enjoying it. And if they continue to work hard and stay together, there could be really, really good uh, team for Cavan and for their schools. They're doing really, really well with Loretto. There could be a great team for for county, for school, and for club for many years to come. You know, they're a good good group of girls. Looking at a lot of, a lot of the girls that will target for Kilgarry at the weekend, they have both Ulster and All Ireland success, as you said, at schools and and even with Cavan. So confidence shouldn't be an issue with them, really. No, only these girls have played. Uh, you know, the the the, the one Fela in Kerry played in and Austin Sachs Park in Tralee. And uh, the other girls have been on the under fourteen team that, that that beat Dublin and Dunleer. You're at the game yeah. yourself. So and um, they've had tremendous success with Loretto and the work that's going on uh, uh, in Loretto with um, uh, Conor McGuire and Sinead Lee and, and and Lisa Casey. They're doing fantastic, and I would say that the uh, cooperation that's going on between the clubs and the school is fantastic. And um, but also, I think you know, in a general way, with ladies football, the work that's going on in all the clubs, like Castle Rahan, then Crusher Law, uh, this year, Ballyhays and Cornerfane have come up from Division Two to Division One, and it's really improved the, the, the whole standard of football. And those, those, there's work, great work going on in all the clubs. 
Yeah, it's definitely a rising tide ladies football in Cavan at the minute and, and Killigarry I suppose epitomising it. They, they won the, the senior league this year. You know, for the young girls, for the minors looking at the, the senior girls winning that Division 1 title, again, it must have given great belief. Absolutely, yeah. Some of those girls that are playing on the minor team played uh, in the seniors, the senior uh, Division uh, 1 uh, league final and they played in the, the reserve final as well and won it. Uh, but for the younger girls who are looking at girls who have played senior and saying if they're good enough, I should be good enough and therefore they get a level of confidence out of that. So that's fantastic. Yeah, so it is Sunday, one thirty in St Paul's in, in, in Lorgan, hoping for a, bit, a good bit of support to come up and, and cheer on the girls. Well, the support we had the last day in Kilgarry for a home game, a home Ulster semi-final was fantastic. It's a great buzz around the club and everybody was in good form and of course the result went away and that helps. But um, uh, I see a, a lot of uh, banners of well wishes in and around Kilgarry and on the bypass and uh, hopefully uh, both uh, club members and you know other people that are interested in ladies football in Cavan will go along and uh, really looking forward to it and hope we have a good, uh, good outcome. Yeah, so the very best of luck, uh, thanks to Declan Young there, and the very best of luck to Killigarry. Um, as I said, it's in St. Paul's in Lorgan, one thirty on Sunday, Sunday the 1st of December. Where else would you want to be? You could you could stop and do a wee bit of Christmas shopping somewhere else on the way back if you want. So it's a, it's a great opportunity to get out and see a game of football, and, and they play really good football, in fairness to the Killigarry girls. So get up and support them if you, if you can at all, and we'll have a reaction um, to that game on next week's McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Um, moving on, Paul, the um, the Den Camogues came very, very close last weekend. They were, they were agonisingly unlucky, I suppose, in one way to not lift an All-Ireland title. What a very young team. I didn't realise we were so young till I seen them play. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get to the game. You covered it, but um, I was out with them a few days beforehand doing mm. interviews and stuff and to be honest with, the, with you, I, I feared for them a wee bit going into it. From I made a few inquiries and I was told that the, the Mayo team, the Breed Ogo, were a very, very strong and experienced season team, whereas then are sort of novices at that level, 516s on it. Yeah. Um, but Jesus, it sounded like they gave it, gave it a really good rattle. Yeah, and, and you know what? The, the only difference, or I wouldn't even say the difference, the advantage that, that New Breed Ogo had were... Um, was just experience. There were there were a far more mature team. They had Aaron Murray in the middle of the field. She's a Mayo County senior footballer, and you could see her power, her athleticism. It was it was women against girls in in that particular battle. But what really encouraged me coming away from it, two things massively encouraged me. One that the then girls never give up, and actually, despite being physically at a disadvantage continued to battle and were probably the better stick players you know they, they really I thought they they battled really hard their defence was so mean so tight they, they turned over ball after ball um, and then it, the disappointing thing was at the other end they, they just didn't hit the form that they had been hitting on, on the shooting stakes like they had had numerous drops short into the keeper's hands in the first 15 minutes a couple of missed frees which is very unlike Shanice Fitzsimons um, second half couple of missed opportunities as well but continued to battle and got themselves back into a gut level were unlucky with the goal that put uh, Nibridoga in front or Nibridoga in front um, with, with 10 minutes to go then they got a point 
new breed Olga and they, the girls come back again three frees from Shanice for time and she hit the form towards the end of the game and, and looked like the player everybody was telling me she was an absolute cracking cracking display by her after a difficult start so there's a lot of promise in that Den Camogue team and, and I'll tell you what it's if they're I'm right in saying because I asked some of the Mayo journalisms or journalists um, they're the they're the top team in Mayo mm. and they're against possibly fourth fifth team in Cavan yeah I, uh, yeah you, I'd say they're higher than fifth now I'd say they're fourth or third okay L- like um, Crushla are the number one team at the minute and, and Lara are pretty much neck and neck with them but Crushla have no, sorry, Crushaw are a wee bit ahead of them, but they yeah. have drawn in the county finals and stuff like that. Lacken have gone off the scene a bit in the Camogie Stakes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, they're they're probably... Well, they're the they're intermediate the champions two. in Cavan. Yeah. yeah. Is, is is the point that... And but but, they, but like it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility that they could have contested a senior final at the same time. Okay, yeah. I think they lost to Lara by six points in the league semi-final. Okay, right. So, I was just going to say, if if there's two better teams than that in Cavan, yeah, you know the standard is really good. And, well, and well, um, like you had Crush Law winning the Ulster Junior 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 Club. A, yeah, yeah. So That's right. the standard is isn't bad, and and now with a county team, it's going to help a lot. And I was just like, going to say, Fitzsimons told me that she's concentrating on Camogie next year. Like she played a few games with Cavan seniors. That's right in the football this year. So. Camogie's on the rise. Like it's a, it's a really interesting thing the way ladies football has come on in the last twenty years, and the effect that's had on Camogie. Like I think Camogie were sort of punch drunk for a while. They were getting blows from all angles, and they couldn't handle it. Yeah, they didn't know where they were. Where they were, um, they'd lost so much ground. Like, but they finally kind of set steadied the ship now, and now they're starting to claw it back. And uh, like it's it's tough two GA sports buying for the same players. Yeah, well, uh, extremely. Uh, but I'll say one thing, and and I love this actually. Um, two things. The, me, me second positive from the day was driving up to the venue, coming across the bridge in that league, and and hitting cars left and right of the of the of the road, and saying, "Jesus Christ, well, where's the pitch looking?" And it was a mile down, or well, half a mile down the road, and so driving on up. There was a massive crowd. I couldn't get over it. The stand was absolutely packed. Lucky enough, there was a press box over the far side, so you had a good view of it all. But there was a line of people on the on the side of the pitch, you know, outside the fence as well. A great, great crowd, and a great crowd from Cavan that went over to support it, you know, which was brilliant to see. Yeah, well, Camogie is certainly on the rise in Cavan. Definitely. The second, second positive uh, from it was, I spoke with the chairperson of the Camogie board, uh, Michelle Smith, at halftime, and she was telling me that next year the Cavan Camogues will wear the same jerseys as the lads. So, as in, they're going to unify all of the kit. And the way they could do that was she went to Kingspan and said, Look, it, I, I'm not after anything. I just want us wearing the same as the lads. And Kingspan very generously said, Look, it, not only can you do that, we're going to help you out. And 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 sponsored the team for it. So I thought that was a really good move by Michelle. Yeah. Well played because you know going in asking for nothing and coming out with with what you wanted and a bit more. That's a hell of a tactic. But she she's doing great work, like promoting the the Camogie Senior Final by by broadcasting it here on We Are Cavan. It was a great move. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's um again it's a rising tide. Yeah, it's great to see it. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing them playing because they've. It's good to have a county team when you have so many young, talented players there that have come through an underage level 
like they are, they are putting in a lot of work again the biggest challenge they have is, is ladies football mm. so they're going to need to work with ladies football like they are different games um, yeah. you'd imagine like if they're doing a lot of physical training for ladies football the camogie trainer will be more based on, on their skill and their stick work They'll, uh, it'll have to go hand in hand yeah. or it'll fall apart yeah completely and, and that's, that's a vital vital part of it it's, it's huge but one of those players who who'll possibly deal with both in years to come is Shanice Fitzsimons I caught up with her after the game joined by Shanice Fitzsimons after I suppose disappointment but as I was saying to Mark that you have to be proud of that second half display uh, yeah we just left it too late you know the second half it seems to be every game where we just leave it to the second half and today we just couldn't get over the line yeah it was a huge occasion was there nerves in the first half um, like yeah there probably was from the girls like our first touch wasn't coming up you could see it throughout the pitch that we were just we weren't settled into it enough yeah. but as you settled into it you got it level with, with seven, eight minutes to go, looked like you you had all the momentum and I suppose the experience of of the bridge Olga came true. Uh, yeah, like uh, we got back level and then they got another sloppy free, just went into the back of the net and it does it like downgrades the team when you're after doing so hard to get it back up again. But the girls never gave up, so it was a really good performance after all. Overall, looking at the year, two cups in, in, in Den to rest for the winter, it has to be a, a wonderful, wonderful journey. Yeah, it is. It's a big step up of where we were. Two cups this year is unreal. And we hope that the club and Parish is proud of us for getting this far. Yeah, just looking at the, the crowd that showed out, was, was it great to have such huge support oh, behind I mean, you? Yeah, it was unbelievable. And they're all out here now supporting us when we're on the loss. It's just unreal. The people of the Parish are great. Disappointed, but but a really bright future in front of Shanice, and uh, wish her the best of luck. I also caught up with the manager of the Den Camogue team, Mark McEntee. Disappointment in the All Ireland final, but second half display was something to encourage. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Look, um, it's a big experience for these girls. The average age is 18 years of age. Uh, we had a great journey. Uh, very proud of the girls today. Uh, overall performance. Good enough, you know, but at the end of the day, more experienced team, Navy Joga, they're playing in the Galway League, uh, they're from Mayo, so hats off to them and uh, I wish them all the best and let them enjoy their celebrations tonight. You have to be proud of the way the girls came back at halftime trailing and they came out, dominated the first 15 minutes of the second half. Absolutely, so look, that's the, that, that, that's the trait of this team, the spirit, uh, they've got great courage, second half, they were five or six points down, I think, uh, came back to one point, like, you know, just couldn't get over the line then, the game was Kind of slow down a little bit, stop, start, stop, start. But look, at the end of the day, this team has had a great journey coming from intermediate champions and Cavan all the way through Ulster. We've won two cups. We just didn't get our hands in the third cup. But I am immensely proud of these girls today. Uh, and, you know, it's an emotional time now, but uh, them girls will be back. And a quick word for the support that showed up here. A massive, massive Cavan and Den support. Absolutely. She looked at, isn't that what uh, Den people, Cavan people are all about? Uh, they're a great uh, sport and county. And uh, on behalf of the girls and myself and the management, I'd like to thank everybody for coming out and make sure, uh, if anybody's listening to this on the way home, to come out to Den this evening, cross keys, and welcome this team home. Even though they've lost, they've, they've won at the end of the day because they're, they're great ambassadors for Cavan uh, Camogie. Yeah, so hopefully there was a big crowd. I drove through Cross Keys um, there the other day. It was great to see all the bunting and all the flags out supporting the girls. So hopefully there was a, a good crowd to, to welcome them back because they've had one hell of a journey. It's uh, It's been really exciting to follow um, and we wish them the best of luck in the future. 
Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, so moving on, we're going to switch our attention now to the McAvoy Super Value Under 20 Championship. And um, it's semi-final weekend after... Four rounds um, played in all three divisions. It's down to the, the final four. So we start off Division One semi-final, Paul, um, this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, the, the Division One semi-final. Now there's only one Division One semi-final uh, down for decision. Um, I'm presuming the other one is going to be Cavan Gales against uh, Rammer. Rammer, but yeah. it's not. I don't see it down. But according to the table, that's the way it looks. So we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, and its merit. And its merits. Uh, the, the game that is there in the one semi final that is there in Division 1 is Crush Law against St. Aidan's, which is an interesting game. They drew last weekend. I was just going to say that, yeah. Uh, I think St. Aidan's are unbeaten. I think the big Cavaliers. Yeah, they finished They finished with uh, one win and three draws. Yeah, they beat the Gales by a point with a late, last minute goal, I think, um, in the first round, and they drew the three games thereafter. So, um, yeah. yeah, they're obviously a hard, hard team to beat. Um, four games, no losses. They'll probably take confidence from last weekend against Crush Law. Paddy Lynch played, um, but went off injured. Oh, God. So, I don't know any more than that. Was it precautionary or not? Kevin Carney covered the game for the Celt, and in his report, match report, he has that Paddy Lynch played and went off injured. That's a that's a blow. And James Smith won't be back for this competition. No, so um, so it's it's going to be very interesting. St. Aidan's have been going well. <coughs> Where is that game? It's on the 3G pitch. Um, on tomorrow evening Saturday at 7.30 referee Connor Dernine that'll be a good game though to go and watch and the 3G pitch facilitates such speed in the game even this time of year even with a cold frost out that we've seen this morning it'll still be a very fast paced game so it'll be interesting to watch that Crushlaw usually look very good on the 3G I have to say mm. so can St. Aidan's curtail their attack um, the likes of Brandon Boylan there and Keen, Keen Boyle and Emmett Boyle and they're all really good attackers Peter Smith at full forward is going to cause problems but him and maybe Keepock that could be a really good battle so I'm going to uh, go for St. Aidan's there for the upset ooh that's a big big call that's mm. a big call I, I, I'm presuming Lynch won't be fit um, yeah yeah. So that's I'm, a big I'm, I'm presuming the same but yeah I'm still going to go with Crushlaw ok we've got I, a, I think we've got Crushlaw will take that one um, yeah so that's Saturday night 7 o'clock 7.30 is it? 7? 7.30. In Kingspan Breffney's 3G pitch. Then in Division 2, there's two semi-finals down. Aaron Gales against Killigarry, which is on Friday night in Kingspan Breffney at 8.30. Um, this will be an interesting enough one. Interesting. Aaron Gales look good. Yeah, they've been coming on well. Darren McGorn has been playing very well. I know he's he's missing the, the uh, County Handball Championships, unfortunately, over the head of, of this. He's got two games this weekend. Um, and he was in an All-Ireland Handball final last year, so... All oh, right, but that's the that's the joys of it in handball. But uh, he's, he's been playing it. really well for Aaron Gales. Um, they were good from lane contingent there. Cormac Dunne has been playing well in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um. So they're they're probably going to be favourites there. Killigarry obviously are going quite well too. 
Oshin Brady seems to be the star player, but the Moonies are are lighting it up as well. Yeah, yeah. So it's there's lots of firepower on both teams. There was a, they played a they played a high scoring game there recently. That's right. Uh, Aaron Gales won it with a last minute goal or something. Wasn't Very it? high scoring. It was yeah. supposed to be one of the best games of the year. So yeah. um, it's the thing with small groups. You know, you end up kind of repeating a lot of games in the semi-finals. Maybe they've been better off with just a fi- just finals, but I can see what they want to do: give football ah, yeah. to the lads. Yeah, look at. But the, the division, division three, we'll get on to that in a minute. That's five five teams. Yeah, we'll into come, the semis. Yeah, we'll go, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. But who do you think, Aaron Gales or Kilgarry? Aaron Gales for me. Aaron Gales. Yeah, the the three G pitch, and I haven't seen a lot of Aaron Gales. I haven't seen any of Aaron Gales or Kilgarry. But the three G pitch could just suit. The, the type of players that Killigary have, they've a lot of pace, they've a lot of attacking pace, and, and even Key and Riley there in the back line to be very, very good going forward, full of speed, you know, County Minor this year. Um, I don't know, there could be a wee upset here. I, I, I'll, I'll go Killigary. I don't just think it would be that big of an upset. I'd say it's nearly 50 50. There's yeah. not much between them. Yeah, you know, that's why I said a wee upset. <laughs> okay, a wee well, upset. Fair it's, uh, but I think, I think Killigary could just get over the line, but there's, there's nothing between the sides. When you look at it on paper, anyway, there's very little between the sides. Um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give Killigary the nod. Then on Sunday, the second semi final is in the 3G pitch as well, and it's Darren O'Creeve against Blackwater. Again, these sides met, but Darren Creeve had a comfortable win that day. Darren Creeve were absolute monsters in this in this division. Yeah. They put eight goals past Casaran last weekend. I didn't see that result. Yeah, wow! Yeah. Now, to be fair to Casaran, I believe that they competed very well the first quarter of the game. Um, but Aaron Gales got a run on on them at the end. They actually had nothing to play for by the end, had they? Um, Don't think that they could have made. Probably not. Yeah. So, so, so you know, seemingly they, understand. Seemingly they did put quite well, but Aaron Gales or Darren Creeve, sorry, very impressive. Um, the same Keane McGovern Keevan McGovern Rory Corn doing scoring heavily there um, I have to look through the stats now if they get to the final we'll, we'll look through that but I think Rory Corn's definitely the top scorer in the division well, I think he might have six goals um, at least yeah he scored two goals in a few games he scored two goals in the first one or sorry two, the second one I was in this Casaran game and there was, there was one game there I, I seen seven or eight points from play as yeah, well. yeah, so. yeah. He's going really well, and McGovern, two McGoverns there going really well. So yeah. now it's looking and Kevin McGovern in the backs playing very well too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was the, the captain of that um, Simogs team last year. It just goes to show what a good team that was. Like yeah, Kevin McGovern on that as well. So for me, Darren McCreeve are going to be favourites there. Even though Blackwater are pretty decent as well. Yeah, we, we've bigged them up a lot in the podcast, but I think Darren McCreeve. Yeah, I have to I have to agree with you. I can't see the I can't see it being torn around that much and, and Darren O'Creeve will will should should come through that semi final three o'clock on Sunday. Or sorry, four o'clock on Sunday on the three G pitch. Barry McMenamin was the referee there. So um yeah, so I'm I'm going Darren O'Creeve, Killigary final, you're going Darren O'Creeve, Aaron Gale's final. Yeah. Moving on then to division three, and now you can have your rant. Yeah, it's not really a rant, it's just an observation really. <laughs> yeah. um, five teams in it and you play into a semi-final, so you're playing a lot of games there to get rid of one team. Now, the, the other way of looking at it is... Um, you're playing a lot of games. You're playing a lot of games, <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But possibly what should have been done there was combine Division 2 and 3 into into one division. And even if that meant putting Darren O'Creeve up to Division 1, or whoever the outstanding team was there... I'm sure they'd be well fit to compete in it. 
um, do that. Yeah. Combine them and maybe even have group group A and group B or something like that in Division Two. Um, you'd be the same amount of games, but it would avoid a situation where you've, you're running off a championship with five teams in it. And it would also avoid a situation where Ballyhays beat Balagna last weekend four sixteen to nine points, and they're playing this weekend. But they, they knew both sides knew going into that game that if Ballyhays win this, we're going to end up playing each other. Yeah. So Balagna were already true, could afford to to rest. I don't know what they did exactly, whether they rested players or not, but. You know, that game essentially was a looking glass for Balagna and an opportunity to make semi-final or to guarantee their place in the semi-final for well, Bally Hayes. One so. thing about this division is it's tight. Yeah. Um, like then, then we're probably then were the whipping boys, I suppose, at the bottom of it, but but still competed well in the first few games. That's right. Cullens were very impressive against Den last again. I think they scored seven goals. Um, so and numerous points. Yeah, yeah, numerous. Uh, on so both these semi-finals are on Sunday on the three G pitch. First one is at one o'clock. It's Ballyhays against Balagna. Thomas Dune is the referee. How do you see it going? Well, I, I'm never a fan of kind of I'm kind of slacking off with one eye on the next game. That's it, it's tough. That it, it can it's be a tough. dangerous game. Yeah, it can be. It, it can be. It's not. It's not like a, a switch. You can switch on and off. That said. Um, I think Balagna, if they have everyone, be slight favourites there. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be inclined to agree with you, but I, I, I just feel it's a dangerous game. Like the way I'd look at that was if Balagna went out and bet Ballyhays last weekend, you know, not only have the confidence in the group and in all of their players, but they've they've exposed something out of Ballyhays whereas being hammered by Ballyhays last weekend you didn't expose anything you didn't test them you don't know what they're going to do this weekend as a result of that so I maybe, I, maybe the hammering wasn't was out of their hands maybe, maybe Bally, so. Ballyhays are a good bit better than them yeah and match up well against them yeah Ballyhays have a lot of good players there in fairness um, Owen Clark is coming back into real good form I'm told and then Brian or Brian uh, O'Rourke in the middle of the field is is playing out of his skin you know he's he's really taken this year and turned it on his head started as a goalkeeper and finished up as a, a county under 20 midfielder yep. or well I know he's in on trials at the minute anyway for them so he must be getting the football from his mother's side <laughs> <laughs> if Mark is listening which he usually is um, but yeah and then the likes of Russell Gorman there and and, and um, uh, Young McKernan you know they have a lot of good players there that, that's they, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm questioning myself now but I'm going to stay with Balagna. I, I, I think the Cormac Timoney would be just a bit stronger than anybody I'd imagine at, at this level. And yeah, they've they've loads of good players. Like they've Thomas Smith there and yeah. the Finnegans. They've they've a lot of senior experience in that Balagna side too. So it, it's the makings of a good game, and it's two very good teams for for Division Three. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cuhullins uh, then against Templeport. It's at two thirty on the three G pitch. Martin Sexton's the referee here. Again, interesting, interesting game. Um, Cullen's going to definitely be favourites for it. Well, they won the last time they met um, in round four, five seventeen to three six. Mm, well, that tells it tells the tale. And at that stage, even though it was round four, they they still both needed to play. Uh, they still both needed to to get their wins. You know. Yeah. Well, Cullen's then have got to be favourites. Like. They have lots of firepower. They've the two Kenny brothers there, and they've got Keen Doughty. Um, fans yeah. like that, you know. There's a, uh, Ryan Galligan had a great game last weekend as well. So they've, oh, a, lot, yeah. they've a lot of good talent there, uh, attacking talent. 
um, which which Gordons have always been able to produce. Yeah, and they're still yeah. doing it. So Tampa Port, fair play to them. Um, they're they're feeling the team on their own. I'm not trying to be patronising, but a lot of rural clubs are struggling or amalgamating. Mm-hmm. They're they're really flying the flag for West Cavan, showing what can be done. They're getting the numbers out, doing well, producing good teams. They're probably a little bit overmatched, I think, against this Colin side. But um, when you consider the probably the population of Cullen's catchment area and oh, Tampa Port's catchment area. It's a good achievement to be competing there yeah. in the semi final. And they, and and just chatting to a Temple Port man, this is a young under twenty Temple Port team. Like there's there's four or five lads, I think he said, that were under seventeen still. Okay. You know, so and, and, and some of them in very crucial positions, midfield and centre forward and stuff like that. So it's um you know, it it's it's great, great experience for them. Great great um, to see them getting out and, and being competitive in a lot of games I think you're right though Coo Hollands probably just have a little bit too much for them this weekend so um, we're both going for a Coo Hollands Balagna final in that Division 3 um, so that's oh, and as I said 2.30 on the 3G pitch in Kingspan Brefney um, and that's all of the semi-finals that we have note of um in this McAvoy Super Value Under 20 Championship. We'll try and find out more detail on, on the other Division 1 semi-final. Um, so get out and enjoy those games if you aren't heading up to St. Paul's. Just to bring your attention to the Die Hard service where over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Um, we'll be bringing you, but myself and Paul have have gone through the yearbooks and looked over the history of this decade and we've decided to bring our teams of the decade so I've picked 15 and Paul has done the same and um, that's on a podcast over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. we also bring additional content every single week I've just lined up for now it's a couple of weeks away but uh, former Calvin footballer and um I don't know what way to describe him, Declan Coyle, motivating gu- guru. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, he's sort of a. Um, what's the word? Yeah, he's sort he's of a, a, gu- he's, guru. He's, he's a psychologist in 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 ways. He he worked with Kerry seniors to win was it three All Irelands and and two leagues. Uh, he worked with Cork when they won the All Ireland football. Tipperary when they won the All Ireland hurling. You know, he's he, he's a Cavan man who has massive success in the sporting arena and actually he was working with an American football team but we'll get through all this on the podcast over on, on Die Hard and he played full forward for Cavan in 1969 when they won the Ulster final and he was number 14 and number 15 was Charlie Gallagher so he was he oh, rubbed wow. shoulders with the greats there wow wow yeah absolutely so we've we've a podcast coming up with, with the great Declan Coyle in the next uh, in the next few weeks um, so look at over over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan you'll get all of that additional content hope you enjoyed the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast and hope you enjoy your weekend of sport it is starting to wind down a wee bit so get out and enjoy the last of the football action yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Kevin was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time and then McCabe and it's over the lap and have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having. Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan. Dandy legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah! Hurrah, yeah! <laughs>